Thank you, everybody, for clicking that play button again. This is your boy, JB. This is your boy, Nush. And thank you for tuning in to the Since 94 podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Since 94 podcast, Instagram, at Since 94 podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, Anchor. And every other uh, streaming platform. Of course. YouTube as well. YouTube as well. Although we're taking a break off YouTube until we kind of get our uh, situation figured out, like mm-hmm. where we're recording. Mm-hmm. Which we are recording from this new um, new office. setup. Yeah, new new setup, setup office. We are located in Sherman Oaks. What's the address? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but our new studio offices are in Sherman Oaks. Uh, producer Gary's location, undisclosed location. But uh, yeah, so you'll see our faces pretty soon, hopefully on YouTube, and we'll be back at you guys. The NBA is back. How do you feel about that, Nish? So it feels so good for to hear you say that. The NBA is back, baby. It's back. Thursday, July 30th, was the uh, official NBA restart. We had two games, doubleheader, Utah Jazz versus New Orleans Pelicans and LA Lakers versus the LA Clippers. Both great games. Yeah, crazy games. Great games. Went down to the wire. First game of the doubleheader, Jazz won 106-104, to which was... A little closer than I expected. Why? What'd you think? I thought the Jazz were going to slap by maybe 12. Mm, Don't sleep on the Pelicans, man. They're good. Yeah, after watching this, kind of realized that the Jazz are... Are not that good? If if I'm in the first round, I want to play the Jazz. Especially because they don't have uh, Bogdanovich, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he opted out. No, no, he's injured. He's out for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. So, like... That he was a secondary scorer. Although honestly, Mike Conley's looked the best I've I think I've seen him play all year. And he looked better than Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, I expected him to. I mean, Donovan Mitchell came out and he had twenty points, but yeah. his first his first half was kind of slow, kind of sluggish, and maybe that's expected. Yeah, everybody looked kind of sloppy to be honest. But I'm just so excited that the uh, the NBA started again. How about that Laker game? Oh man, that was fun, huh? Oh, man. Okay, I am excited to see seven games of this. I hope it happens. I hope. But let me ask you this. Before we get into the game and what happened and everything, if I'm a team like the Rockets or the Jazz or the Mavs and I'm in the first – and I make the playoffs – do I just want to play the Lakers or the Clippers first round and just get it over with since there's no home court advantage? Do I just do, would I rather is there is there more of an incentive to just rather play the best team, the number 1 seed in the first round? In the first saying? round right away well, while you're fresh, just right away get it over with and you don't care. Well, here's what's happening right now. I'm looking at the standings and um I think the 2 sevens is pretty much locked. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, I think the Lakers need to win one more game. The Clippers need to lose one more game, and it's it's over. The one and two are locked, and then the Mavs um, are three games behind the six seed. Mavs are at seven. They're three games behind the Thunder. So I don't I don't see them moving honestly. They're at three games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they're stuck with the Clippers and Mavs as the first round matchup. Okay. But then after the the interesting is the three to six. The Nuggets, the Rockets, Jazz, and Thunder. And those are all within how many games? So the Thunder are a game and a half behind the Nuggets with the third seed. Okay. And then the Rockets and Jazz are one game behind the Nuggets for the third seed. Hmm. So 
It's it's more. I think the question is, what's going to happen in the second round? Very true. So like, would you rather play the Lakers or Clippers in the second round? I would rather play the better team. Really? They both look solid. You can't really tell right now who's the better team. That's the thing. Yeah, you know who's the better team. It's probably who's the better matchup for your team. Yeah. But at this point, I don't even care. I don't even care about, like, not like, I want to play whoever I can right away. I want to play. If it's the Lakers, bring it on. Clippers, bring it on. Really? I, it, there's no home court advantage anymore. That's true. There's no crowd. There's no, it's, yeah, there's the fake ambience, audience noise, but... Let's go. Let's bring it. What, what do you think of that fake audience noise? Uh, I mean, it kind of fills the void on TV. Yeah. But then again, I I also want to hear every little thing going on. Like, I know. Let's, like, let's compare it to, like, UFC, MMA, whatever, UFC. Yeah. You can hear the coaches talking. You can hear the punches, the the call-outs, all of the advice that they're giving throughout the throughout the fight. I want to hear that. I want to hear uh, Frank Vogel on the sideline yelling, switch, switch, switch. Yeah. You know, get up on him. Mm-hmm. Um, two, three, even though they don't. Whatever the call is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah, whatever it is. I want to hear Doc Rivers, you know, yelling at Pat Bev, you know, get up on him. I want to hear all that. You got to do, pa- do a Doc Rivers impersonation. Get up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Bev, be a best. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, w- I want to hear all that. Yeah. Uh, but how great has this, this bubble been? For the NBA. Oh, it's been fantastic, and they've been the only sport to get it right. It's the safest place in the world right now. Yeah. Like, theoretically, nobody should be catching the virus mm-hmm. and just play ball. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they did it, you know? It's probably the best league in the world. Adam Silver is killing it. Like, everything they've, they've they tried to accomplish, they're accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Keep everybody healthy. Uh, at the same time, have a platform for, like, any social justice issues, you know, that they want to speak about. They're giving all the players as much freedom as possible. Mm-hmm. And just play ball. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, everything, I think, has worked out so well for them. Um, and, yeah, I'm super optimistic that they're going to finish it out and it's going to work. So let's get into the Lakers-Clippers matchup. Lakers-Clippers. Lakers were the favorites. Um, slight favorites. Slight yeah. favorites. Clippers looked a little bit depleted, but they still put up a crazy fight. Ending score, 103-101. to My big takeaway was LeBron James. Is he a little bit rusty? Yeah, he looks rusty to me. Six points in the first half. Finished with 16 total. I know. I would I would have said it was like a fluke game for LeBron, but then the second game he was also... Um, he didn't play too well either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, LeBron didn't look too well. AD looked really good. He looked like the best player on the court. Um and big for the Clippers, big Paul George. Paul George looked like the second best player on the court. Yeah, he kind of looks better than Kawhi does right now. Yeah, he made he went six for eleven from three, made six threes, thirty points. Shoulder finally finally looks healthy. Man, uh, it, when their team is back, when Lou Will's back, Montrez back, uh, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And the fact that the Lakers fully healthy. Chemistry, gelling, all that going on. Beat them by two? Well, Lakers got a chemistry stuff, too, because you got Dion and J.R. Smith coming in Very as late, issue, uh, late uh, additions. And then you got no Avery and no Rondo. So you got to kind of figure out how to use these guys and where you're going to put them in rotations and mm-hmm. who you're going to pair them up with. Do they play with LeBron? Do they not play with LeBron? Like, Dion, I feel like, is better without LeBron on the court because he's, he's so ball-dominant. Um but for me, man, it's AD. AD's the guy. Like, if AD's not playing well, I think the Lakers lose. 
Like yeah. LeBron's gonna do his thing. Even if LeBron doesn't shoot well, he impacts the game with his assists. Mm-hmm. If AD's not shooting well, he's not really impacting the game on the offensive end. I'll give him the defensive end with the blocks and the steals and the defensive presence. But offensively, if he's not scoring, he's not aggressive. He's not posting every single bu- every single player up. We're gonna have problems. Mm-hmm. But again, for me, it's too early to. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to overreact. Um, on the first game. It could have gone either way. It's honestly a coin toss, don't you think? I do. Like, if, even if the Lakers, uh, Clippers won, I wouldn't have taken much from it. And you, just but, like I'm not taking much with the Lakers winning. But even without their bench? Lou Will, Trez? Yeah, I don't know. My thing is, like, the last time the Lakers played the, the Clippers fully loaded, our strategy was different. Ours as in the Lakers. We would put Lou Will in a high pick and roll and get a switch with LeBron. You know, this time there was no Lou Will. Mm-hmm. So, like, who did you pick on defensively? You know, it's kind of different. Everyone's playing chess out here. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, offensively, of course, Lou Will and stuff would have made a difference. But defensively, Lou Will is such a, um, like issue for the Clippers. Like, he doesn't play defense. And Montrez is, is, a, is an okay defender. He's kind of undersized for a big. But I don't know. Again, it's a coin toss for me. So, I want to touch on yesterday's game between... The Lakers and the Raptors. Was it just this being the Raptors' first game of the bubble and them being fresh? Was it their first game? I believe it was their first game. Yeah, it was. Was it, That what? was my thing. That's what I thought. I mean, AD shot seven shots. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with that? I know they're double teaming every single time they touch the ball, but we look kind of tired. Yeah, so Toronto won. Raptors won 107-92. Just Lakers... Ran out of gas. These are both very low-scoring games yeah. for the Lakers compared yeah. to what everyone else is doing in the bubble. Everyone, which Everyone's is, scoring 150, I feel like. So good defense, right? Both teams play great defense, the mm-hmm. Raptors and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But just the Lakers couldn't hit a bucket to save their lives. So are you? what are you taking away from this game, though? That the Raptors are legit. Raptors are very good. Like, they... They're... I, I, was, I was all about Bucks and Celtics and Sixers. That was mine from the East. I'm hate. I was hating on the Raptors. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I really don't know why. They got the best coach in the league, Nick Nurse, um, and such a solid group of guys. They're the defending champs, man. I can't disrespect the defending champs. Yeah, the second half, the Lakers just fell off. Um, got outscored thirty-one to twenty-six in the third, and then the fourth got outscored thirty-five to twenty-two. Damn. Yeah, to lose by fifteen. So, I mean, I, I just... I, How that, many shot attempts did AD have? AD had seven shot attempts. So, like, if he's not if he's not playing yeah. well for the Lakers offensively, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And what this tells me is just that the Lakers were fatigued, I guess you can say. Yeah. Because the second so. half, they got wrecked. Mm-hmm. They got destroyed. Because I think in the first half, we were, we were locking up. I was watching it. We were locking up, playing very well, very good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just couldn't score, and neither could they. So it was fine. It was a close game. And then they hit. I remember I was watching. I think OG and Anobi hit like two back-to-back threes from the right corner, and I'm like, damn, that's game. And Kyle Lowry, 33 points. He's a dog, man. 33 points. He was a pest. I thought Pat Bev was a pest. That's a Lakers weakness. We can't stop quick guards, little guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was all over the place. He, yeah, he was. He was definitely. The catalyst for that victory. He's a heart and soul of that team. Yeah. 
OG Ananobi with 23 points. Yeah, like you said. He he, played, he didn't miss. He played well. Wow. What he, was the field goal percentage? He didn't miss. Eight for nine. Yeah. He played really well. 30, 23 points? Wow. That, that's big. That's yeah. big time. I mean, my th- I have a theory about the bubble. I was telling this to a couple guys yesterday. That with them shooting in the bubble, I think every single team's shooting percentage is going to be so much higher. Why because uh, you've, you've stood in like the stadium. You've, you've been in the court, on the court, right? Yes. The depth perception, like behind the backboard, in the bubble, like there, there is a wall. You know, ah. you kind of you can see you can, you can see where you're aiming at. Mm-hmm. In a stadium, when you look through the, behind the glass, it's just more, more area, more room. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why Kyle Kuzma's playing better. Kyle Kuzma's cooking. Maybe that's why TJ Warren's not missing. TJ Warren. Let's talk about that. Notable performances in the bubble. TJ Warren was a. Talk about dogs. He was a straight animal. Mm-hmm. To would have guessed the first fifty point score to help defeat the Philadelphia 76ers, Pacers over the Sixers, one twenty seven to one twenty one. TJ Warren dropping fifty three points. Wow. He uh, Joel Embiid had forty one and twenty one. Wow, I didn't know that. Forty one and twenty one. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about it. Yeah, and also he had a he had a moment where he was fighting with. Uh, Shake. Shake Milton on the bench. Yeah, the, I don't know if you saw the possession. They had like a little pick and pop, him and him and Embiid at the end of the quarter, and Milton like chucked it out of bounds. And Embiid like went diving for the loose ball, and it looked like he almost got hurt. And then I don't know what happened on the way back to the bench. Embiid probably says something like, that was a trash pass. Yeah, so I want to talk about something real quick. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are in trouble. I think this offseason they need to... Their general manager needs to evaluate getting rid of getting rid of either Embiid or Simmons, because if you just look at this, Embiid had forty one twenty one. Okay, all right, he balled out. Tobias had thirty. Okay, with eight rebounds. All right, Ben Simmons had nineteen and thirteen, and then after that, Al Horford had ten, and the rest of their team was irrelevant. I can't believe that Al Horford signing still. Yeah, Al Horford had ten. The rest of their team was was irrelevant. Four points, Josh Richardson. Two points, Net, Raul Neto. Three points, Cor- they got uh, Raul Neto. Yeah, nine points, Alec Burks. Three points, Matthias Thybul. Everybody else didn't score. Oh, you would think that they had enough. Like they have enough perimeter defenders to stop Warren. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is a great defender, and Thybul is a great defender too. Yeah, and then you look at the opposite side, the team that beat them, the Pacers. Fifty three from TJ, Aaron Holiday, fifteen solid. Victor Oladipo, 15, solid. He's still getting his win back under him. Doug McDermott, 10. Okay. TJ McC- Yeah. TJ McConnell, 10. The rest of their player, Mal Turner, 9, with some defensive stats. And, you know, overall, solid performance by their whole team. And you just have three main contributors on the Sixers. Now, I don't know if that's a Brett Brown issue. Man, they look confused on defense. I don't know if you watched it. They didn't. It looked like to me they had no idea how to guard the pick and roll with TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ. But then again, is that just a thing where like they just didn't expect him to go off? And I understand that him could going, be that too. I understand him going off, but at halftime, I think he had like he had almost like 30, yeah, he like in the mid twenties. Mm-hmm. At that point, if you're Brad Brown, you gotta you gotta be like, all right, look, we're gonna put Ben Simmons on him or one of our or best Thibault. defenders on him, Thibault. You know, if he starts to drive, if he starts driving or getting closer, you know, help over, like slide over, help, double. Like I'd rather have some. I'd rather have Aaron Holiday 
beat me, then if TJ Warren's cooking... Do you have any hope in the Sixers coming out of the East? No. no Not at all? No, no, no. no. You got Bucks raptors Bucks raptors I think Celtics even have a lot to, t- lot to do. I yeah, don't, I think so, too. I don't too. think they're a, they're a lock to come out either, like a lot of people thought they would be. They have a lot to do. Um, so right now, Raptors, just due to their defense, mm-hmm. their defense and their offense look solid. And then, of course, the Bucks. Giannis is a... They still don't even have Bledsoe back. Wow. Yeah. You guys saw him on the bench the other day. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. Man. You know what I've loved about the bubble? Speaking mm-hmm. of benches, I love like how much how much room there is on the bench. I feel like the the way they're celebrating, I was watching the TJ Warren highlights even after. The bench was lit. Like I saw him running on the court. Like you know there's like a little barrier between the benches. Yeah. I saw guys like jumping that barrier just to celebrate while TJ Warren's running back on defense. And I like that. I think it's a more intimate setting. It is. Um, you know, there's no, not a lot of noise, not a lot of distractions. So I think they want to, you know, let let their teammates know that they're hyped for them. Do you feel like that's, like, emphasized in the locker room? Like, uh, all right, guys, there's no noise in the stadium. We got to, like, be our fans. Yeah. On the bench and just get hyped. Like, the guys who are, like, the G-leaguers who are not getting any minutes. I think, I think they're like, okay, you know... Like it's just like if we were all playing together, and I'm on I'm on the I'm on the bench, and no, you hit a late three, I'm gonna get hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you know I'm hyped because we don't have fifty thousand fans screaming, you know. But I feel like they're even more hyped than usual. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, keep an eye out for that. They're, they're lit on the bench. Of course, because I'm a, I'm gonna let the other team know that yeah we're hyped. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, we're feeling good. Especially because there's guys, you know, they brought up like a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. like like the, like the Lakers, for example, have Tucker and like um, um, Giannis's little brother, Giannis's little brother, like a couple G leaguers who are not going to get any minutes ever for the rest of their time here at the bubble. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I'm just going to make the best out of it and just have fun on the bench, have a good time. Yeah, it looks like it's a lot of fun. En- enjoy my Mickey Mouse popsicle and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a good time. Let's. Uh, you have the standings for the Western Conference up, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Let's talk about 7 through 12. Okay. Who we got here? You know what's crazy? I don't know if you know who the 9 seed is right now. Currently. Yeah. So we got Grizzlies at 8. And then we got the Blazers, the Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns are all fighting for that last spot. Okay. Right now, at the 9th seed, is the Spurs. Mm, sneaky. Mm-hmm. They won yesterday. They're 2-0 oh in the bubble. They, they, they have the a, fifth easiest schedule in the bubble. They had a big win over the Grizzlies yesterday. Yeah, the Grizzlies are 0-2. Big losses from the Grizzlies. They lost to the Blazers and Spurs, both teams that they could potentially play in for the playing game. And so for the playing game, it's 8th seed versus the ninth seed. 8th seed has to... It's best of 3. Well, not best of 3, but 8th seed has to win one game. Yeah, nine has to win 2. Nine has to win two. But you have to be four games within, like, striking distance. Four games. So what if there's multiple teams four games? I have no idea what's going to happen there. Yeah, that's kind of, um, yeah. But Spurs, that could, like, a lot of people have written, have them written off. Yeah. And uh, this might be the year that they might not make the playoffs. But it look like they, they could. Question. Do you think they should keep that playing rule for regular season? You know, if this thing like happened. Like from now on? Yeah. You know, I don't know it's kind of fun. You're eighth seed. You gotta just win one. That's kind of fun. Ninth seed's gotta win two. Yeah, because it's very rare that, like, your last game of the season is against the opponent that is also playing for that last last team mm-hmm. for the eighth seed. Uh, that's a good. I think they should. It's a good good idea. Yeah, it's gonna be like a glimpse of the playoffs before the playoffs. Right. But doesn't it feel like this bubble has been almost like a playoff atmosphere for every single game? Oh, definitely. 
There have been crazy games like that Dallas and Houston game. Definitely. And I just think it's just, again, the intimate nature, the intensity. You can hear everything. You can hear your teammates getting hyped. You know, your teammates are also coaching you, too, yeah. on the on the bench. Because you can hear everything. Mm-hmm. You can hear everybody. Um, like you said, the depth of perception is just limited. It's just, it's like you're playing a pickup game over summer. Over gym, yeah. yeah. Over gym, over, over summer, you know. You it's know. got a couple feels. Like, for me, like it feels like one, a FIBA tournament. Because oh, there was like 9 a.m. games, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. games, which is sick. Um, and it also feels like a March Madness type of feel. Mm-hmm. Like every game feels important. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, like the end of the season, the Bucks were kind of like just cruising. They got the number one seed locked. Giannis is injured. It's all good. Two, three weeks, we don't even need to win a game anymore. But now he's back. Everyone's healthy. And every game counts. And they're just dominating. And shout out to the uh, the first two games. For setting the tone, you know. Yeah, both great games. Jazz Bells, Lakers Clippers. Those were all the starters played all the way through. You know, even for the Lakers and Clippers, they, you know, they could have been like, all right, we're only going to play LeBron, you know, like mm-hmm. 25 minutes. No, LeBron was a dog. He, pay, he played. AD was a dog. He played. I saw a picture of him like laying down on the floor, like exhausted after yeah. the game. Yeah, in his hotel room or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these guys, you know, they set the tone, and that was great. That was great to see. And I think I, I read something where. TNT had their biggest viewing for sure. It was four point five million when they averaged, you know, like a late that Lakers Clippers game. They said would have averaged like two million viewing. Mm-hmm. They averaged four point five million on that Thursday night. So Thursday night, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's pay per view numbers. So that's just I don't know. That's it's been a success. It's definitely been a success. Um, any other any other teams you're you're liking? Caught your attention. I want to talk games. a little bit about like my sleepers. Okay. Like sleeper teams because I feel like in the bubble anybody could win it. Right. You know, I feel like there's no rules here. Um, and my sleepers, I want to talk first West. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but at this point, I don't think anybody should be surprised if anybody but the big three, as in the Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers, win. Uh, first team I want to talk about, my least likely sleeper is the OKC Thunder. They played yesterday, right? I like what they I like what they got going over there. Chris Paul is like, like vegan. Chris Paul is on an all time like tear. Yeah, they they beat the Jazz one ten to ninety four yesterday. Like that's a pounding of a play. They they beat a a potential first round matchup team. Mm-hmm. I like them. I like that they got like this three headed monster at the guard position with Schroeder, Paul, and Shy. Right, and then they got their. Uh, Danilo Gallinari at the four and then Adams at the five. Mm-hmm. They could scare some teams. Like if they play the Lakers, I don't know how the Lakers are going to guard those three guards. But then again, I don't know how they're going to guard the, how they're going to guard LeBron or AD. Yeah, like AD, like Adams could bother AD with his physicality. But then, if you go, but then you you, you take those three guys out on, on the Thunder. Who do they, who do they have on the bench? Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, Shorter comes off the bench. They got Roberson, apparently. He's back in the NBA. Actually, Roberson, okay. He won them a game in one of the scrimmages. Um, I don't know who they got. Nerlens Noel, solid backup. Mm-hmm. Ferguson? Caleb Ferguson? Is that his name? No. Terrence. Terrence Ferguson? He's a dunk contest type of guy. Nice. Okay, but it's a. I'm just saying it's a bubble. It's the sleeper yeah, team. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they could catch fire. They could again. It's it's for me. It's like a, it's like a March Madness. Mm-hmm. Any team in March Madness, the rule is if your team is guard heavy, 
you're going to go far. Right. If you could dribble penetrate and go by a guy, you could win your one-on-one matchup, you're going to go far. And that's just my, my um, thing for OKC. I like the other sleeper that you mentioned earlier, the Blazers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're scary. I do not want to see them in the eighth seed as a Laker fan. Were you watching the game yesterday? They played. They lost. Yes, they lost. Um, but they had a very bad, very, very, very bad coaching decision call by Terry Stotts. Let me see who they're. They're playing the Celtics. Okay, that was a good game. Jalen Brown cooked them in the fourth. Yeah, they lost one twenty eight to one twenty four to the Celtics, and I think there was uh, there was six seconds left on the clock, something like that around there, like little a little under ten seconds left, no timeouts. They called their last timeout. They okay. come out of the timeout play down by three. Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard's dribbling around the three point line. A little opening pops up for him to be able to shoot the three. Um, a couple defenders push up on him, and he dumps it down to Nurkic mm-hmm. for the layup for two points. Oh, yeah, he went up. The thing is, they have no timeouts. Mm. So they got a foul, the the Celtics. I think they fouled Gordon Hayward, who's like shooting. He's not going to miss. Yeah, 90% or something from the free throw line. They foul Gordon Hayward. Three seconds left now. No timeouts. You can't no advance. timeouts. So I just think the Blazers are solid, but I've seen so many times where they crack in the last clutch minutes. I think their problem is that they got no bench. That too. Like, you got Mario Hazonia, who I think is probably the worst player in the bubble. Wow, that's rough. By far. That's rough to say. By far is the worst player in the bubble. What do you have against him? He's horrible. (laughs) And he gets minutes. Okay, let me say not the worst player in the bubble. The worst player in the bubble who's in a rotation. By far. Dude, he hurt you in 2K or something. No, I don't, I don't even play 2K. He's so bad. I really think he's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he... he, he I don't even know. They got they got Melo at the three, who all he does is, like, spot up jumpers and, like, he rebounds well, I guess. He, he's playing, he's playing well in the bubble. Sure. Like he, could hit, he, he has open shots. Like, they won that first game because he had a couple big shots. Mm-hmm. And then his backup is his Onya. Right. But then... The surprise player for the uh, Blazers is Gary Trent Jr. Oh, he's playing so well. Yeah, solid defense and offense. Yeah, yeah, he's like the big guard that they really need. They go McCollum, Lillard, Gary Trent, and then the two bigs, mm-hmm. Nurk and uh, Zach Collins. They're scary. Yeah, they are scary. I want to ask you about the Rockets real quick. Huge win also yesterday, one twenty to one sixteen over the Bucks. Uh, they shot 61 threes. That's it? So, that's, I think that's a, that's a league record in three-point attempts. 61 threes. Um, I think Russ had 30. Russ had... Russ had 31. James Harden had 24. Sorry about that. Russ had 31, James Harden had 24, the rest of their team solid, Covington 15, Daniel House 16, P.J. Tucker 11, I, I mean, I like them, I like them, especially in this bubble format, like, you, all you gotta do is just... And they got no Eric Gordon? Yeah. Like, you, you don't even feel that he's not there. No, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, good point, this is all without Eric Gordon too, like, I, I really like them. Especially in this bubble format, because 
let's say in the second round they're playing the Clippers or they're playing the Lakers. I hope the Clippers. They don't have to worry about that, you know, that road environment where if they go cold from three, you know, the mm. the the crowd's gonna be hyped rooting That's on true. either the Clippers or the Lakers. The crowd is gonna be in it. That's true. Their crowd's gonna be hyped. They're gonna feel the pressure. They're gonna be arguing with each other. The Rockets, I'm talking, mm-hmm. gonna be arguing with each other. You know, pass me the ball. Stop shooting too many threes. Blah blah blah. They're not gonna say stop shooting too many threes, <laughs> but they're just gonna be like, pass me the ball. Let's go. What's going Whoever on? Whoever says that is cut. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, they're just, you know, they go in a cold streak. It's just their bench and their coaches talking to them, you know, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I can see it. them creeping up in the thir- to the third seed, which I really, really hope happens because that would mean that the Clippers would play the Mavs in the first round, the Rockets in the second. I can see the Rockets taking the Clippers to six or seven in the second. Yeah, why not? Why not? Second. And it's not going to be easy. Whoever the Rockets play, it's not going to be easy. My only fear for them is, like, are they ever going to tire out because they play really fast? You know what I mean? And if you're going to play a seven-game series, it's going to be exhausting. It's, yeah. Are they getting tired out, or are they going to get Because they play eight guys. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, they're not a deep team at all. And they're small, so you're asking small guys to, to bang down low. Yeah. It takes a toll on your body. That's very true. But if you're scoring 150 points a game... Didn't they, was it right against Ma- the Dallas Mavericks? It was like 85, 80 at the end of the half. Yeah, the, the first game, their first game of the bubble. Oh, man, yeah, but... They could come out the West, too. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just a, it's, a, it's such a toss-up. But, man, we're lucky to be watching it. Like, we're, we're living a part of, part of history. And it's just so fun to watch. Every single game is going to be crazy. Yeah. The only games that suck are the teams that shouldn't even be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, why are the Wizards there? Mm-hmm. Why are the Suns there? Mm-hmm. Why are the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic there? Yeah, I'm just getting some... Actually, I mean, I mean, Orlando has to be there. They're the 8th seed. The only team I'm kind of like, why are you there? The Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards especially. Like, the whole, it's crazy. The Bucks, man, they're, they're so lucky. They're either going to get the Magic or the Nets in the first round. Sweet. And Giannis is not going to play a single game. Bring out the brooms. But yeah, so... The NBA bubble, the NBA restart has been a success. Shout out to uh, Adam Silver. Shout out to Adam Silver. And, and his team, whoever. It sounds like he's the only commission who knows how to do something right because Thanks. we look at we look at Major League Baseball. and, and Oh, yeah. I forgot we are going to talk about that. They're over there struggling, scruggling, stumbling. So I think it's like... Half the Miami Marlins team has COVID-19. The last number I saw was 17 players, two coaches. Ridiculous. And then you talk about some of the... I think they played the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, they canceled the series. Yeah. Or their ne- Phillies next series, right? Phillies next series because they came in contact. And then also now some of the St. Louis Cardinals are have it. So, I mean, what could they have done better? Everything? Bubble. Honestly, bubble. I don't. It's kind of like it's depressing because it makes me feel like the NFL is not going to work. It's just it, you know what needs to happen. It's these teams when you're playing and you know you're in this environment, you need to have an isolation plan. So let's say we're the LA Dodgers. The the every team should have a system in place where. We are going to, even though we're at home, 
we're going to stay at a hotel, you know? We're going to isolate. We're going to quarantine at a hotel, you know? Every team should be in charge of their own team. Exactly. You need to report to the hotel after games. No your, going out. No going out. Your family's welcomed. Um, need to do the temperature or whatever yeah, yeah, when yeah. they enter the yeah. hotel or whatever. But these teams got enough money to do that. That shouldn't put exactly. a dent in their pockets. Exactly. You, you need to have a system in place where... You, these guys cannot have the ability to go out to bars or... Which is what the Marlins were doing, apparently. Yeah. The yeah. Mar- Marlins players reported that they were going out to the bars. They said they were going out to the bars. They were having a good time, acting like there's no issues. But you need to have a system in place where, you know, everybody's staying at the same place, quarantining. So that way, when you travel to other places, you You're have that spreading. same system in place and you don't spread it. You know, the team that's coming in doesn't spread it. So shout out to Adam Silver. The NBA bubble's a success. Uh, MLS also did this, I think, in, I think they're doing theirs in Utah, their bubbles in Utah. Um, and yeah, so just shout out to Adam Silver. He's doing it right. Does this, what do you think of the NFL? Because of looking at the MLB, who does not have a bubble? You learn from their mistakes. I think it depends on what's about to happen in training camp because those open up soon. Look, I get no bubble with. MLB, there's too many players. It's like sixty man play rotate, like sixty man roster, and well, you know, football's worse. Yeah, same thing. And then you have personnel. You have ten times the personnel as a NBA team because there's so much equipment. Yeah, yeah. So many positions. So so many coaches per position. So many assistants. So it's kind of tough, man. It's it's not easy to keep tabs on everybody and keep everybody in the same location. I think the NBA was barely able to do that with um, with the di- well, with the Disney World uh, sports complex or whatever. They were barely able to do that. So uh, hopefully, football learns from Major League Baseball's mistakes and they put a system in place where they can uh, where they can do some type of um, in-house bubble with their own teams. Well, the M- MLB already doesn't have fans. NFL has not come out and said outright that there won't be any fans. Read, and it's a full schedule, right? Yeah. So far, nothing has been talked about for the schedule. I heard some small thing where they're thinking about how, like having twenty percent capacity yeah, and you sign waivers, which is just. But I think LA teams have said there's no no fans there for sure. Which should be smart. Which would, that would be smart. But yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully there's NFL season and they learn from baseball's mm-hmm. mistakes. I hope so because we're gonna get playoff basketball and NFL football in the same time. That'll be lit. So thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode. Um, basketball is back. Mm-hmm. The bubble is lit. And it's uh, it's a good time. It's a good time for everything. The, the world feels a little bit at peace again and, yeah. and, and right again. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Once again, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Cincinnati 4 Podcast. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Do better. Um, And listen to us on any streaming platform that you have. Mm -hmm. This is your boy JB. This is your boy Nush. Thank you.